talking about um, the uh, medical neutrality. When we talk about medical neutrality, we are talking about international uh, human law. We are talking about human rights law, and we are talking about the medical ethics. This is all gets together, and that's what develops the medical neutrality. I think the nursing education and the medical education need to they need to add this perspective to their courses, which called uh, medical neutrality. People need to be aware of the human rights law. Yes, we teach medical ethics, but we need to have plus human rights law plus the international human rights law, even the international human uh, rights labor law, the ILO. People need to know all these laws and how can it protect them. Um, if we had medical neutrality, and we should have, and I urge the minute I left um, prison, I urged the WHO, I urged the um, United Nurse, uh, United Nation, that they need to sign a new treaty called medical neutrality, and whoever works in crisis is being protected. I believe if the nine my colleagues are not being acquitted. And if the 28 misdemeanors are not being acquitted, I'm very worried about the medical uh, and health societies in the world because it is here in Bahrain. It can reach you in Australia. It can reach anywhere, especially with the crisis and the economy that's going on in, around the world. As the director of the International um, Council of Nurses said, it's a very dangerous precedent to set, isn't it? Yes. Um, I cannot believe that they would um, punish um, nine medics. When you look at these medics, it's very funny how even um, their years of punishments are different um, accusation. Um, one of them is three years, the other one is uh, four, five years, and the rest a year, nine months, three months, based on what? How can you take nine and equip them being innocent from being accused at the military court of 15 years? I was accused by the military court for 15 years, and after 15 years, I am totally innocent. If I am innocent, and if the nine others with me are innocent, then all of us are innocent. We were all together. We are one family. We work together very hard, and we need to all be acquitted. And I really, really urge you through your station, through your people, that we need to put pressure still on the, um, on the government in Bahrain. We have uh, four people who are detained still. Um, an emergency nurse, his name is Hassan Matouk. He was sentenced to three years in prison, and his accusation is public gathering. And the main idea is not the public gathering as much as he's, his hobby was carrying a camera. And during the crisis, he had a camera. He has been in jail for the past year and a half, and he's still serving. And he, um, his case went into the appeal, and then from the appeal went to what we call cassation. And they said, no, we'll continue. All charges have been dropped except for public gathering, and he's sentenced to three years. He is 26 years old. He's a father to six-year-old kid. 
we have uh, Mr. Yunus Ashur. He is a 60 years old. He is an admin to uh, Muharraq Hospital. <clears throat> he was accused of sending uh, oxygen cylinder to the medical tent. Although he had nothing to do with that, his superiors have sent the order, and they called him from home to come and do the order for him. And they detained him, and they sentenced him to three years in prison. His case is still in um, the appeal courts, and believe it or not, the witness, only the, he, they have one witness for him to accuse him of that, and that witness is the same guy who have interrogated and tortured all of us, the medics, all of us. He is the only witness for his... So he is in jail, and he's been in jail for a year and a half. We have Ahmed al-Mushattad. He is a pharmacist. This pharmacist... All what he did was carry from the big hospital, Samania Hospital, some medication and stuff to take it to the crisis area, which is was Citra at the time, because nobody was able to enter Citra, and he knew the way to get into Citra. So he was taking equipment to the health center there to help the um, injured people. He's sentenced to three years in jail. And a student who was just, he graduated medical student from the Ukraine, he was detained um, two months ago, um, uh, four, five months ago, and he's going to finish his um, six months um, punishment or whatever you want to call it, sentencing is of six months, he will finish it in July, he will be released. So I am really, really, we are all worried about the three people who are in jail and it's, they've been there for a year and a half. I don't think they are the same group. We were all big one family helping during the crisis. I have no idea why these three people been targeted and sentenced to jail, and they were judged and accused separately than the group, the big group, but they were the first to be detained to start with. And, and I don't want the um, international arena to forget the three people too. And Rula, could you please tell us a bit about your personal experience of being arrested and your time in, de in detention? Um, my detention is similar to all other people's detention. Um, although I was not dragged from home like my other colleagues, and I, when I say my other colleagues, I'm talking about medics, teachers, sports people, um, journalist, uh, you just name it. Everybody's been attacked in Bahrain. The difference was that I had a phone call and they told me they've asked me to come into interrogation. And I said, I can't come to interrogation now. It's 7.30 at night. I will come tomorrow morning. And he refused. And he said, if you don't come right now, then we're going to pick you up. So I ended up going to um, the, the interrogation at the criminal investigation department. They refused to allow my husband to come in, and they told him, come in in two hours' time. She will be done. You can come and pick her up. So he felt safe that he will pick me up. But it never happened. The minute I entered the criminal investigation department, they closed the doors and they handcuffed me, which is similar to all my colleagues, and blindfolded me and they started pushing me and cussing at me and harassing me and beating me. Um, I was in, taken to a small cell, which was freezing cold, and they kept you standing for hours and hours and hours. 
um, I can't even remember when I sat down. Um, I remember at a time, because I heard my other colleague coming in, they just detained her after me with four hours. So I realized, oh, I've been standing for a long time, because she was telling me after four hours I was detained when we were out. Um, and then during the whole week, uh, we were deprived from sleeping. And I'm talking, all of us is the same thing. <laughs> we were deprived from sleeping. We were beaten. We were electrocuted and sexually harassed. Um, um, threatened by uh, rape. Um, I had my hair cut. Um, I had some electric stunt guns used on me. I actually, they actually burned my hair with it. Um, they would stand you in the hallway, and you can tell that your colleagues are standing next to you, and they have a paper on your back. I found out later on that it says like you're a donkey or something and this would allow anybody who comes through the hallway to beat you to pinch you to say whatever they want to you so um and that was the case for a whole week um deprived from sleep even in the middle of the night like three o'clock in the morning um after you know they and they the torture starts from five o'clock in the afternoon till three o'clock, three thirty in the morning. This is a continuation. And then they take you back to your cell and then they will come and ask you to um sing the national anthem, to sing to imitate uh, different voices of animals, uh to sing songs for them, to dance for them, or to run and hit a wall. This is this is yeah, I mean, typical of all of us in Bahrain have experienced all this. Um and then we were in detention. They detained us in the women's detention center, which they deprive you from sleep. Um, they make you, of course, uh, they slay you slave by cleaning and carrying heavy things and so on. Um, they don't allow you to go take a shower. At the beginning, it was like you have to shower. You have three minutes to finish shower. Even going to the bathroom is like one minute. Things were not got a little bit better in the detention center until um, Basuni uh, group came in and Ashton from Europe came into Bahrain or she was planning to come into Bahrain. Things got better in the detention. But the harassment and the verbal abuse, um, it was unbelievable. And I don't think we can forget all this. I don't think I will or others will forget this. The question mark is this. Do we deserve all this? Now that I have in jail, been in jail for five months with all this and then acquitted as an innocent, who's going to pay for all this pain? Um, nurses at the present time, they are sacked. They are suspended. Um, believe it or not, I'm going to go to nursing because the nursing is my heart. Um, believe it or not, nurses right now, um, they have taken them from their speciality, removed from their specialties to other areas. Um, example, emergency nurses who used to work during the crisis, they moved them totally from the emergency department into an infection uh, department. Or a nurse who used to work at the theater, and he's seen the autocracy of this country, he was moved into the psychiatric hospital. Or the cardiac center, nurses who are specialized in the cardiac center, are moved into geriatric hospital. Since we're talking about nursing, how safe is nursing in Bahrain at the present time? To 
to move specialized nurses from their areas to other areas. They are moving, and specifically, Shia nurses, and that's what Sectarian Act is all about. What the government is doing right now is Sectarian Act, even in, on behalf of the um, medical um, personnel. This is not fair, and this is telling you that this country is unsafe in their health. I want the nursing arena and the international arena to know, for the first time ever, I don't think the medical trials was the first ever in history, and I know we entered history with this case because I don't think it's ever happened all over the world, and I hope the medics all over the world to start being aware of something called medical neutrality and to stand by us until we are all acquitted because otherwise it's going to happen to them. This is number one in history. And number two in history, which I don't think you've ever heard of, is have you ever heard of having 110 nurses being unemployed in the history with all the shortages that we have all over the world? Well, guess what? Bahrain has it. We have 60 nurses who have graduated from the uh, 10 of them, 20 of them from the Royal College of uh, Ireland and the other one from the College of Health Sciences. They have been for the past two years at home and they're not employing them because they are Shia. We have another 50 students just graduated from nursing school and they are unemployed till this minute as we speak because they are Shia. They have hired the, ner the Sunni part of them, but not the Shia. So tell me, is this fair, what's going on in Bahrain? Can you imagine that you do this in Australia by having uh, Catholic and whatever, 